It's my privilege this morning to bring a message as part of our worship together. I've been thinking about the word hope this week. Hope is one of the words that's so intrinsic, essential uh, to our Christian faith, along with words like love and faith. And sometimes when we hear these words read in scriptures, we, we can just skip over them. I want us just to think about this word this morning. It's one of the recurring themes in the New Testament. It's mentioned over 80 times in different letters of Paul and John and the letter to the Hebrews. And of course, from Peter himself. And I believe that hope is one of the greatest gifts that we can offer as followers of Jesus to the world in uncertain times, in times of trouble. When the world seems hopeless, we have an assurance from God that he has his hand upon all things. This hope is not wishful thinking, it's not optimism, it's not just a positive attitude. It's something that the writer to the Hebrews describes as steadfast and certain, an anchor for the soul. I don't know how you're dealing with lockdown. Probably we're all dealing with it in different ways. Many of us are having to stay at home during these days. And uh, I guess as many of us are finding sort of things to do, tasks and jobs that perhaps have been on a to-do list for many years and we've never got round to them. At home or in the garden, I'm sure people have been picking up paintbrushes as well. Recently, Hermie emptied a cupboard at home. It had not been emptied for years. It was kind of like an archaeological dig because we discovered some um, ancient artefacts. Some of the stuff was uh, ready to be thrown away, but other things, right at the bottom of the cupboard, we found some of Karis's old toys. The amazing thing that these things trigger memories. One such toy brought back memories of a certain Christmas. Karis had been hoping for a particular toy to be a present for that Christmas. It was called Pop-Up Pirate, and it had been regularly advertised in the run-up to Christmas. On the television, the advert um, consisted of an animated pirate hiding in a barrel in which someone would place swords in, and one sword would trigger him jumping out of the barrel, and then an animated parrot came and flew upon his shoulder and started to advertise the toy. Harris unwrapped it, and actually, she expressed huge disappointment. She had huge expectations. On the uh, side of the box, it says, fun for four to 54-year-olds. I'm just kidding there, four, four years old. But soon her hopes were dashed as she placed all the swords in. And then, there it went. But there was no parrot. And just, just the look on her face, all these expectations were dashed in disappointment. I guess some of us have known a similar kind of feeling of, of hopes that have ended in disappointment at one time or another. Hermie and I had hoped to be visiting Karis and Steve this past week, but obviously we were unable to go. I know of Liverpool supporters, Liverpool Football Club supporters, who are disappointed because they were so far ahead in the Premier League, but they're not crowned champions yet, and we don't know if they ever will be. 
I found one reference in the New Testament to hope stashed as well. I don't know if you'll recognize it, but it's from Luke 24. When the two disciples uh, were walking away from Jerusalem on that first Easter day, and they were downcast, they were disappointed, and they meet a stranger, and they begin to speak to this stranger about Jesus, not knowing that they were speaking to Jesus. And they were expressing that their hopes had been dashed. They were disappointed. They had so many expectations. But then all that changed for them and for us with the news, the amazing news that Jesus was risen from the dead. And as Paul writes in Romans 5, we have a hope that does not disappoint. I guess at this time we can think of lots of things that we're hoping for right now. And maybe some of the old hopes that we have have found a new perspective in this new landscape that we find ourselves in. But there is one hope that does not change, never changes. There is one hope that does not disappoint, never disappoints. And it's the hope that is described in the passages of Scripture that we've had read to us today. Peter speaks of a hope that is a living hope, a hope that holds the future in the present because it is anchored in the past. And we have hope because we have Jesus. We have hope because Jesus is alive, risen and with us, in a, with us through all the things that we're going through right now and with us to the very end of the age, just as he promised. He is holding us in his everlasting arms. He is our refuge and strength. This hope that Peter describes causes him to shout out in praise, to worship. He can't help himself. Edward spoke last week from 1 Corinthians about the priority of worship, and that is our priority to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. We need to balance, I think, our news input at this time with our praise output, with time spent talking with the Lord. We have this incredible privilege that we're invited to walk with God at this time. And it is so important because worship and prayer enables us to lift our eyes above the waves, above the circumstance, to the one in whom we are held, the one whose love and care for us is unending. It is like an anchor to the soul, even through the storm. This living hope that Peter talks about celebrates that greatest event in human history, the greatest event in all history, the resurrection of Jesus. It is life-changing, it is world-changing, it is creation-changing, eternity-changing. And this was a reality for Peter. Not optimism, not wishful thinking, not positive attitude, but the reality that Jesus is alive. Imagine Peter's life if Jesus hadn't been raised from the dead. Imagine his sense of failure and uh, remorse. His last recollection would have been his denial of Jesus in that courtyard. Hopes dashed, only regret. But everything changed for Peter and for us because Jesus was risen from the dead. He was forgiven, restored, commissioned, and we are too. So Peter, in this brief 
reading writes to us too, though you have not seen him, you love him. We have not seen Jesus in the flesh, but we, we love him. And we do not see him now, but we believe in him. And we are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy because we are experiencing the salvation of our souls, the now and the not yet. We are saved. We are loved. We are accepted. We are forgiven. Our future is secure. The best is yet to be. Our hope is eternal. And nothing can take it away from us because our hope is Jesus. He is with us. And if he is with us, we can face any challenge. He is nearer than the air that we breathe. He's nearer than the Zoom call or the telephone call because he is with us, in us. And I believe in these days, uh, we have this privilege of practicing the presence of God. Peter tells us that we have an inheritance that is kept for us, that cannot perish, spoil or fade so if anyone can see above the waves, we are the ones who can do that. For Jesus is with us in the boat. Our future is not dependent upon the virus or the stock markets or interest rates or depression or recessions. Our hope is in Jesus. Yes, it is true. Peter knows that he writes to a church that is facing lots of challenges in those days, they were facing the possibility of increased persecution, hardship. He knows that they're suffering all kinds of grief and trials, but he says that these have come, that the proven genuineness of our faith, their faith may be revealed. Our hope goes beyond this life. Paul himself said, if we have hope just for this life, we're to be pitied more than anybody else, but our hope goes beyond and these trials, these difficulties, as we know, are momentary. They are temporary. They will pass. And even these things, nothing can compare with the glory that will be revealed in Jesus Christ when he returns. This hope holds us. Jesus holds us. Peter describes it like gold being refined in the fire. It's tested and it's proven pure. Now I know that our faith may wobble at times, goes up and down. And maybe even in these days, it's tough, isn't it? And we may have the odd wobble, wobble um, but we have an anchor that is holding us firm. I came across this story in one of my devotional readings uh, this week. It's a story of a shipwreck that happened off the coast of Cornwall about a hundred or so years ago. And one of the young men from the ship survived. He swam and he, he clambered onto a rock and he stayed there all night and was rescued the very next day. A reporter interviewed him and, and asked him, you must have been shaking all night. And he said, yes, I trembled with cold and some fear but the rock beneath me never trembled once. And that picture is of us. There are times when we do tremble, are times when, when we do fear, but we are standing on a rock that doesn't tremble, that doesn't move, that doesn't shake. We have a hope that is steadfast and certain, an anchor for the soul. 
firm and secure. So I want to encourage us as we look to the Lord, as we celebrate and worship together, that we are held during this time. Even through the toughest of times, he is with us, we are held. I want to close by just praying some Bible verses over us that speak of this hope. Let us pray. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope that we have been called to by Christ, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Thank you, Lord, that we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. So help us to hold unswervingly to the hope that we profess and to hold out that hope to a lost and broken world. Would you fill us now with your Holy Spirit? Would you encourage our hearts evermore? In Jesus' name, amen.